Yeah, it was announced uh, before school was going back saying, hey, 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 we think where we're going to be in the peak for COVID, so school's going to go back two weeks later, which mm. was a bit like... What? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do understand the reasons for it. They're saying safety of um, teachers, teachers especially staff. when kids are the ones that haven't had the uh, vaccine yet because mm-hmm. they didn't roll out until the 10th of January. Yep. But one person that knows all about it is Cresta Richardson, who's the president of the Queensland Teachers Union. Morning. Morning. How are you today? <laughs> Good. Now, when you heard about this, was it a bit of a shock? Because I'm, I'm guessing that you guys weren't consulted when they made that announcement the first time? That's right. We'd been consulted about the delayed start to the school year. And you just talked about what the Omicron wave might look like at that time and the disruption that could continue to occur in schools like it is in the community. Uh, but we hadn't been uh, consulted about the end of the school year. But, you know, our teachers are professionals and, and they'll get there. So it was meant to be extended by a week because we're losing two weeks at the at the front. Um, but then yesterday you guys had a discussion with the government and a decision was made to end the year normally. Yep. Um was that I read somewhere that that was taken into account because teachers had already booked holidays that first week and there was a teacher that was known who had a wedding planned that week as well. No, no, it's not because of one teacher who has a wedding planned. Um, look, the thing is, as we have in the last couple of years, you know, our teachers will be working on those student-free days when school would have started. So mm. our members and our teachers across the state will be working. Um, and that's really important to remember that. And they'll be looking at the curriculum and how they can adjust the curriculum to get everything in for the year. But on top of that, you know, like if you still can't socially distance, then a lot of schools have been pulling back on the parades or the length of parades that they have or other things that schools do. So, you know, these things will be taken into account. And like I said, our schools are professionals. People are great with what they do. They'll make sure kids get there. We've got a lot of teacher friends. Uh, My sister's a teacher. You know a lot of teachers' abs. Um, Are they pretty much all on board with this decision or are there some that would want to go back as soon as possible? I know that they're still going to be wearing masks as well, I believe, for the first first wee while. Look, I think... In reality, I really think that most people would want to go back to school on the normal date that school starts. Mm. But we are—we're still in a global pandemic, so it's really important that we try to keep people as safe as we possibly can. If you know our teachers can work from home in those first couple of weeks and support students who are at school for supervision, then that's really important as well. But um, you know, where we can, we'd love to be back at school. But that delayed start's a good idea. Did you get a little bit outraged with the babysitter comment? You know how a lot of, because oh. <laughs> a lot of teachers were annoyed. My friends were saying, uh, mate, I went to uni. I'm not a babysitter and I don't even call myself that at home, but basically saying that they're there just to, I guess, mind the kids mm. as opposed to teach. Yeah, you know, a lot goes into teaching and learning. It's not something that just happens overnight. So, you know, a lot of time is spent making sure that the curriculum fits together to ensure that kids can have a great experience at school. Can I ask, too, the qu- the decision to push the year back by two weeks um, mm. for the safety of teachers, which I totally agree with, mm. you yeah. know, um, as hard as it is, you know, for parents to adjust, but, it, you know, it had to be done. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with the kids yet, but anyway. Yeah, you mean, <laughs> we'll, get there. We'll, we'll, we'll work it mm. out. Um, I, I also read somewhere that um, 8,000 teachers are still not vaccinated by the date that they had to be, so they can't return. Was that number part of the reason as well that um, there needed to be more time to try and fill those spots? Because 8,000 teachers is a lot to lose from our school system. Look, so the mandate is for the whole of the school sector. So that's a really big sector for both the state sector and the private sector, as well as teacher aides and, Mm. you know, admin assistants and, you know, cleaners and janitors and everybody who works in a school. So the mandate is for everybody who works in a school. 
So the actual, you know, figure for teachers and staff in state schools is a really high level of people who are vaccinated and those that aren't will be case managed and supported as they go forward. So what will happen though if schools are understaffed? Well, look, I think it's looking okay, not to say that there's not going to be disruptions, but schools will be supported. Principals have got access to what we call a dashboard so they can look at, you know, how it's looking for their schools, but they might employ um, supply teachers or contract teachers for a period of time until they, just to make sure that things can get started as well as they can for the beginning of the year. So, you know, our principals have been working through this like since the end of last year, at least November, if not before. Yeah. Uh, and and really central office and regional office need to support our schools so that they can run as seamlessly as they can. Do you expect that unvaccinated teachers will be allowed to return to work at some point? Uh, no, not not necessarily. So, and that's what I mean. That case management stuff yeah. will really need to come into place. And you know, some people are hesitant, and some people don't want the vaccine. I think you know that's the reality of life. But the really high proportion of our members are vaccinated. Yeah, right. that is hard. Though I have heard that there are a few. Well, I know that there are a few taking long service leave in the mm. hope that those rules will change. And we'll I think change, that's the case yeah. in so many different industries. Oh, it's everywhere. It's yeah. not just teachers. You yes. guys are you guys get stuff done though. If you ever want to be like the president of a radio union, do we have a radio union? <laughs> I don't know. You probably do. It might be the MEAA. Wow, you rolled that out oh, quick. God, you're good. You're really good. Yeah. I'm happy to be of assistance. Yeah, yeah if we could you, have Krista. you for meetings, that'd yeah. be great. And did you hear what she said? Shorter assemblies and meetings at school. That's great. That's what oh, I got out of this chat. I like that. All, actually, all we want, Cresta, is meetings that don't have butcher's paper and open oh, thinking. Butcher's paper? How cool. No, 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 you don't lost us, Cresta. You're doing so well. You're doing so well. Thank you very much, Uh, and we're looking forward to all the teachers and kids getting back to school.